Now, Mark, today we're going to talk about uh, something that agents do often, okay, and that's uh, switch brokerages. Okay? Now, um, not every brokerage and agent are going to gel. Sometimes the personality of the agent doesn't gel very well with the culture of that particular franchise or whatever it may be. Um, and sometimes agents will get stigmatized and stuck in fear because they only know one thing and right. they don't want to leave. Right. You know, and so they're scared of the unknown and, and that fear factor jumps in. And um, there's a lot of very, very um, productive potential agents that are out there that are losing out on on sales and stuff just because they feel this is as good as it might get. Or losing out on commission too, right? Exactly. They're losing out on sales and commission. So um, our next guest, he's no stranger to stressful situations and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, his entire career is a living testimony uh, to what hard work and faith in God can do for him. So uh, I'm very proud to call this uh, man my friend. Uh, so please welcome uh, Mr. Keith Alfaro. You Keith, flatter me, brother. Welcome you flatter to the show, me. Man. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm <laughs> and, glad I'm here. And Mark, Keith and I actually kind of grew up together on the southeast side of town. And um, we had different groups of friends, so we weren't always like hanging out together. But we would catch the same bus yeah. to get <laughs> yeah. into the street. So we would be like standing there waiting. And we'd, you know, converse a little bit and talk about some stuff. And, and the same then, grade? Or? Uh, I think I graduated in 89. Correct. I'm 90. 90. So okay. I am a little young. Well, a little young. Well, I'm older than both of you guys. Yeah, you are. Tiny bit. Oh. But you got a full head of hair, so. Yeah, yes, I do. Well, it's if depending on the camera angle. <laughs> Very yeah. true. Yeah, we ran parallels the whole our whole lives. Our whole I mean, lives. elementary school, middle school, uh, high school. We we went to we yeah. went to Southwest Texas State together. Yeah. And, not uh, together, but at the same time. Uh, yeah, basically. we were doing the college stuff at the same mm-hmm. time, and and uh, and then of course with the PD. Then the department. Yeah. So and then did you guys the go brokerage. through the same class? No. Mm-mm. No. Okay. No. How, who was first? I was uh, in in ninety uh, two. Ninety six. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But like Keith, uh, you know, long time San Antonian, uh, actually third generation SABD. His father and his grandfather were the, were also in the department. Uh, he's been an agent for twelve years, and he's won the the uh, San Antonio's finest Realty's Chief Producer Award uh, three times. So he is one of our rock stars. Yeah. Over, yeah. Over at the shop. So. Uh, Keith, it's great to have you on the show so we could discuss this topic. Um, you were with a large brokerage, and we won't name any other names or anything else like that. Um, but when you were with this larger larger brokerage, uh, what made you choose that particular one? Well, when I first got into it, um, 08, 09 maybe, I didn't know that the market had crashed. <laughs> I really had no idea that the market had crashed. Mm-hmm. I just knew this was something I wanted to do, get into this industry. Uh, so at the time, I was at a point in my life where I wanted uh, a gorilla in my corner, somebody noticeable, you know, and there are certain certain uh, brokerages out there. When you see their signs, they're, 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 they're monsters. They're big ones, you know, and that's what I thought I needed at that time. Um, really, I, I went with them because of that. That's really the only thing. When I interviewed brokerages, and uh, a lot of people don't know that, when you're, you actually do the interviewing as the agent, uh, the brokerage itself doesn't necessarily interview you. You interview them, and you see if it fits, and you talk about the cut and the culture and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, so when I did that, I thought they were the, a good fit, and I hit it off with the broker, and I still consider him a, a close personal friend. Uh, so I did my first four years there, I believe, before going to San Antonio's Finest Realty. Okay. Wow. So, but what was, you know, obviously you came to a point where you made a decision to go ahead and break away and move on, take that leap. 
um, was there like a final straw type of thing that occurred or what happened? I don't know if we'd call it a final straw. I know that it was such a large office uh, that when I did go to someone, a superior, a guy that had been uh, in the industry longer than I, I always felt a little rushed, like we were always walking and talking. You know, they, they never shunned me. They were never rude, anything like that. I uh, had nothing but good times there, but I did feel a little bit rushed. They were, they were a busy company, and they were large and a lot of competition. So while they would give you help and assistance and advice, it all, you always felt rushed, you know, not in a rude way again, but you felt a little bit rushed. Um, secondly, the larger the brokerage, frankly, the larger the bite they're going to take out oh. of your commission and a monthly tech fee and this and that, and that's the way that they make a lot of their own money. And that, that's fine. That's understandable. Um, after about four years of doing that and getting some training and, you know, closing a few deals, I thought, you know, I, th I think I have this. I think I got this. I don't need to, Frank, I don't need to pay this monthly fee. I don't need to, I don't need for them to take a bite, so big of a bite. Let me see what other smaller concierge brokerages have. And that's what led me to, to Gasper, who I, knew was, who I knew was there, and it kind of felt home. Well, yeah. when, a, when a real estate agent goes, they're choosing a brokerage, are you thinking about what your goals are and how this brokerage can help you get there? Or have you, I mean, like for you example, did you identify what your goals were and then progress you're making towards those goals while you're with the big brokerage? Was that a factor as well? You know, to a certain extent it was, but just being a, a very a newbie, I really didn't know what questions to ask. Okay, yeah. I really didn't. Uh, I, I knew that I, I wanted, for whatever reason, right or wrong now, I wanted a bigger brokerage. Um, I think they provide a lot of, of training that I needed, and that was wonderful. But like, again, it was in a an office setting. It was, you were never alone. It was never one-on-one. -on -one. It was never, it was always, you're there with quite a few other new agents uh, who were getting training, and which is fine, which is fine. But after a while, you know, I, I think I need to sit down with somebody one-on-one. -on -one group group and that mentorship just versus individualized mentorship exactly. makes a difference. Exactly. They were uh, into a very office culture, which is wonderful. You know, build a good team and office, office, office. I think when I came with, uh, when I came to San Antonio's finest, we're more of a family, a family-oriented culture as opposed to an office culture. And that's probably the single biggest uh, difference between the large monster brokerages and so a smaller So you got tighter research. bonds. I believe you're, so. You're bonding. In my humble opinion, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. When I call Gasper, I know I get Gasper. I don't call a 1-800 a uh, helpline or somebody who just happens to be at the desk fielding calls that day. You did know your what sales I mean? increase when you left, when you went, when you went to San Antonio's Finance? They did. They did exponentially. I think we did, uh, I think we did really well the first couple of years, you know, and, and uh, to his credit and the thing, the culture that he built over there at San Antonio's Finance, absolutely. absolutely. Why do you think your sales increased? I was in my world. I was in, I was in my realm. I was back home. You okay. know, third-generation police officer, that's kind of all you know. Yeah. You know, that's who comes to your parties. That's who, uh, who you're invited to and, and all the parties you're invited to are nothing but police officers, and that's who you hobnob with. Uh, so when I got there and saw all the uh, familiar faces, and I felt back home. I felt back home, and I guess that in itself causes you to put a little bit more, a little bit more oomph into your day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, get up a little more a little more pep in your step and knowing that you're not working for yourself, but you're working for your, your family at the brokerage as well. And that's what that man built. And when you're in sales, I mean, posture, you know, how you feel, it, you know, it comes out in everything that we do. It comes out in our work, our tone, our voice, our, 
our posture, everything. Right. So that's absolutely. Uh, when you answer the phone, I, I don't think I project that but sometimes when you answer or answer the phone or call somebody and they answer the phone you can almost hear them smiling you can almost hear them having a good day and when when you're with somebody like like our like our brokerage and, and Gasper and what he's built over there I'd like to think that I project that maybe I do maybe I don't but I try yeah, well it comes out in your work I mean at least on social media where I see you I mean you're always you're pretty active on Facebook anyway. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <if> I... <laughs> no, you, you know, you get to see the fruit of your labor uh, continuously. And that's one of the biggest points that we drive home over here is, is to get you to understand it, that it is, it is your work, you know, and that's uh, um, that culture that I've tried to push forward for all my agents is uh, in understanding that uh, as the independent contractor, you deserve it. That's, that's really where we need to put the emphasis as the independent contractor, you're doing the work. You deserve. I think we feel that. The pay. Yeah, I think we most definitely well. feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anything you would have done differently? I probably would have done it sooner. I probably would have done it sooner. Uh, I would think, you know, like anything else, if you're a police officer and you're handling 15, 18, 20 calls a day, you're going to get pretty good, pretty salty, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to do over there at that at that large brokerage. Is just really delve in and jump into it with both feet and try to mentor and try to stick into somebody's pocket and go with them on listing appointments and just showing houses, things like that. And that's what I did. And I, th- I think I got the gist of it pretty well, pretty quickly. Uh, so yeah, I'd probably do it sooner. That'd be the only thing. I'd probably do it sooner and not be as hesitant to give Gasper a call. So what do you say, what would you think is like the greatest benefit that you've had from, I mean, you've mentioned a lot of things already, but by coming over to, to SAFR? You, you know, I guess maybe it's my age being 50. When I call a person, I would like to talk to that person. I would like to talk to the head of the horse. And when I call Gasper, I talk to Gasper. When you call me, you talk to me. You don't get a minion. You don't get a 1-800 number. I'm, if I'm with a client, then I'm with that particular client. And I'll get to you as soon as I'm done. I promise. But uh, when you call my number, you will get me. And that's yeah. what I liked about our brokerage uh, as opposed to a a gigantor brokerage to where you might talk to two different, two, three different people before you, before they get the answer you want. Hold on, let me put you through. Hold on, let me put you through. Hold on, let me, that gets a little old. I want to talk to the head of the horse right off the bat. And Gasper, how do you, how are you able to do that? I mean, because obviously, I mean, you've got what, uh, over 80 agents working yeah. for mm-hmm. you and yet you pick up the phone. What is it that you do differently? I'll share the answer to that in just a second because he referred to me as the head of the horse. So listeners, you've heard it here. <laughs> I am the actual head of the horse, of the horse. not the other end of the horse. As right. opposed to, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I have been called on <laughs> numerous occasions. We've been called worse, brother. We have been called worse. But I can tell you right now, honestly, uh, what I found actually helped me was when I was uh, in the Air Force as well, I was an, an MTI. I was a military training instructor. Oh, so wow. I had to... Uh, uh, manage the flights. I was training all of these trainees. So yeah. it was at the time when I was in there, we, it was, it was uh, normally uh, one on two. So it mm. was me managing two flights, which is roughly 120 to 130 trainees at any one given time. So I'm running back and forth across the hall, making sure that all of these things are happening. And then, you know, you have somebody, uh, uh, you know, have one, one of these recruits come to the the office door and knock, you know, you know, sir, training so-and-so reports is ordered. Uh, uh, I got a blister, you know, and I'm like, uh, so you have to be able to compartmentalize all of these things really, really well. And um, I learned how 
uh-huh. that was the thing. So I, I've got two schedules. I've got two groups. I've got all of these things that I have to do throughout a day and then personally take care of each little bitty thing, like one having a mental breakdown because they're stressed out, one physically sick, one with a blister, you know, <laughs> those types of things just all constantly happening at the same time. Learned me, it taught me how to compartmentalize everything that I do on a daily basis. So mm-hmm. when I'm getting all of the calls from my agents, it's actually not that big of a stretch from what I was doing. You just everything. triage them. Exactly. Everything's triage and you move through, you mark them off, you keep going. Yeah. And, I don't think I've ever really called you, you and you not answer. Yeah. I don't think I've ever called him and he not answer. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> two minutes later. Maybe. But yeah. That takes a lot. You know, 80 agents is a smaller brokerage, but that takes a lot for that uh, for him to do that. Yeah, they call a lot, and it's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, that's you high know level. when I call, it's something I need. <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. something. It's yeah. a real one when he yeah. calls me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of help too. I mean, because so. is it one of these deals where he's like, "Is it one of these ones?" phone. Actually, you had Elliot Valdez on here right yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and it's funny because me and him are, go way back. But whenever he calls, and I see it's him, I'm like, and he. He calls. I don't say hello. I go. <sighs> <laughs> what? What is that's it now? How, that's how I answer the phone for Elliot yeah. Valdez. It's yeah. hilarious. Uh, uh, so uh, how can uh, clients get a hold of you in the future? I've had the same phone number as long as I can remember. 210-422-7963. 210-422-7963. Uh, I have an email at Keith at KeithAlfaro.com. That's K-E-I-T-H at keithalfaro.com and i'm all over social media i'm again i'm sorry about that so (laughs) you get to see my ugly mug as much as you like 